It doesn't really take much to sell Alcorn versus Southern. The winner of this game very well could be the team that faces FAMU in the SWAC championship game. Oh, yeah, it's locked on HBCU. Play my music. You are locked on HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. going on family welcome back to another episode of the locked on hbcu podcast your number one daily one-stop shop for everything hbcu athletics monday through friday part of the locked on podcast network your team every day and i of course am darian gray aka the mouth of the south texas southern alum and former tsu herald sports editor and current contributing writer at usa today's saints wire I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. And remember, just because the mic cuts off does not mean that the journey is over. It just means it's time to follow me on Twitter at South Exclusives. Starts with an S and ends with an S. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and use the code Locked On College to get $20 off your first purchase. This is Alcorn. This is Southern. They're going up against each other this week, and it's our game of the week, meaning that we have three matchups, two storylines, and one key to victory for each team. Man, I ain't going to lie to you. We only have a couple of weeks left in the HBCU football season. I'm going to miss it once it's done. I'm going to miss Fridays. But until then, we're going to have the best game of the week every single week being better than the last. So let's kick it off with our first matchup that I'm really interested in watching. And that's Kendrick Grimes versus the Alcorn State run defense. And I could have thrown Gary Quarles in here. I sometimes hold out hope that Quarles is going to snap back into his Alabama A&M form. He's been a solid running back. He's been a solid running back. He hasn't been the all swack guy that we saw out there in Huntsville, but he's been solid nonetheless. But I'll tell you who's been really good over the last two weeks. And that's Kendrick Grimes, which is the reason I kept him by himself. I haven't seen the same consistency or really haven't seen much consistency out of Quarles. But when you look at Rhymes, he's had an explosion versus Bethune-Cookman and an explosion versus Texas Southern over his last two games. But I don't want to make it seem as if he's been doing nothing and then all of a sudden he came out of nowhere. I just don't think he had the, for the most part, proper amount of touches because when you look at what he's been able to do, For the most part, he's teetered around, if not exceeded, five yards per carry in half of his games before this two-game stretch. So he's been efficient. He just hasn't touched the ball a lot. In one of those games where he didn't, he had one carry against Alabama State for negative one yard. The the sample size hasn't been too large. But then you get to the Bethune-Cookman game, and the sample size being small is something you can throw straight out of the window because he went from – one carry, seven carries, maybe 11 carries, I think might have been his max before that, to 22 carries. And in that game, he exploded, and he had over five yards per carry. He had over 100 yards in the game. And then you look the next week, he only had 11 carries, but he took that for over 10 yards a pop and had 11 carries for 136 yards against Texas Southern. Now, the thing that you need to watch here, the thing that I think is probably the most important is a little bit of context. I will not take away 
from what Gary Court, or excuse me, what Kendrick Grimes was able to do, but he has a much different test here. See, Bethune Cookman and Texas Southern, that's 10 and or that's nine and 12. Those are the ninth and 12th ranked rush defenses in the swag. All corners five. Like this is not the same level of difficulty. So I can't wait to watch that matchup. Then the next thing you do is you flip sides. You have the all corn offensive line versus not just the defensive line, but most specifically Kelby Gibbons and then also Taj Brown. And I like this duo right here because they've both been extremely effective. And I want to read off a couple of their numbers because I think it's important. Southern as a whole is third in the conference in sacks. And you look at them as the biggest reason for it because they've combined for 10. But when you look at defensive linemen like this, you can't just boil it down to sacks. You can't do that for most, but you have some pass rush specialists. You have some guys who just really excel in one department, whether that's against the run or against the pass. But you've seen Givens. He's third in the conference in, in sacks. Um, I think he's two in tackles for a loss. If I'm not mistaken, I think unless I got those things flipped, but he's high in both. He's top five in both. So he rushes the passer. He penetrates the line in the running game extremely well. And that's something that Taj Brown does well, too. So you're looking at Givens with 13 tackles for a loss. You're looking at Brown with 10 tackles for a loss. And both of those guys are top five in the conference in that statistic. And I've seen Givens have takeover moments like against UAPB, against Alabama A&M. I've seen him have game-changing moments like he did against Texas Southern in which he returned a fumble for a touchdown, and that's what really sparked off the Jaguars' comeback. I've seen this from these guys. These are dominant forces. You have to make sure that you take care of them if you're all corn. And I'll tell you what, a little bit of a sneak peek, that does come back up. The idea that you have to make sure that you're taking care of those guys. But all corn, they've been kind of inconsistent. They do allow They do allow a good amount of tackles for a loss, and they do a lot. Uh, allow excuse me three plus sack games a little bit like is this going to be a one or two sack game is this going to be a three plus sack game that really could be a difference maker in the game but let's get into our last one and we're flipping back to all corners defense being a spotlight and we've looked at the running game i've looked at what can kendrick rhymes do and the what he's been able to do over the last two weeks and how that impacts this matchup but what about Alcorn? And it's not what they've done over the last two weeks. It's what they've done, period. This is a really good pass defense, and they're only four yards behind FAMU for number one. And if you want to add a little bit of context to it, they haven't even faced a D2 opponent. And, I mean, that's got to count for something. That's, that's special. That's good. That shows how much quality that you have on the field because you've always gone against people who are either above you, quote unquote, or on the same level of speaking as far as FCS, FBS, D2. Like that's how I mean, not just team for team. They've been really good at not allowing yardage, but then they've also created a bunch of turnovers. They're second in the conference with 11 interceptions and they've had an interception every single game, except for two. In one of those games in which they didn't record an interception, they held Alabama State to under 100 yards passing, shut down performance. In another game where they didn't uh, they didn't record an interception, they had the most pass breakups. So the moral of the story is they get their hands on the ball. That's what they do, right? So that's going to be kind of difficult for a team like Southern who they don't have a standout wide receiver. They don't have a guy where you just jump it to. Petrie is listed as their highest, um, most yards, the leading receiver. He's 20th in the conference. 
this is a game or this is a part of the game where it's going to be very difficult. And honestly, I think it's going to be something that I think Southern's going to struggle with that. I don't know if, if Southern's going to do a good job passing the ball here. And we'll see the effects of it. There could be multiple effects, right? You could go completely cold. You could not. They could just surprise you and pass the ball better. But overall, I think that this is one thing that clearly leans the way of Alcorn in the same way that I think that the battle of the trenches, specifically with the Southern defensive line and the Alcorn offensive line, leans towards Southern and their defensive line. Like That's two matchups that I think lean the other way. Southern for the trenches and then Alcorn for the secondary. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, that's definitely something to watch, though. So as we move forward, we'll look at some of the storylines. And I'll give you a little bit of a hint. It's all about that SWAC championship game because it's not too far away. Can't look ahead if you're them. But I ain't them. So I'm going to look ahead as we continue with Locked On HBCU. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time, and procrastination does not kill all the time. It does 9 out of 10, but when you look at Game Time, that is the 10th opportunity because sometimes you wait too long. Sometimes you feel like, oh, man, I waited too long. These tickets are going to be extremely expensive. No, you don't have to worry about that with Game Time. They're going to give you the best price, the lowest prices guaranteed at the last minute, and that's okay. That's okay for today. Let's just let's, This is the only place we're going to procrastinate because this is the place we're going to get away with it. And you look at game time, local um, sporting events, local comedy shows, concerts, theater, all of the things in between. All you have to do is go to the game time app. And if you use the code locked on college, you're going to get $20 off your first purchase. So not only does game time have the shortest or excuse me, the lowest prices, you also going to get an extra benefit with using the code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. As we continue rolling on today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day. Remember, today we had our college football kickoff live. It may or may not have come out by the time you've listened to this, but if it's already aired and you weren't able to catch it live, then all you have to do is go to the Locked on HBCU YouTube or podcast page, the audio side, and you'll be able to catch it live or you'll be able to catch it recorded. It's still there. Make sure that you become a more informed college football Fan. It's a big weekend in the FBS, but it's also a big weekend out here for us HBCUs because you have Southern, you have Alcorn, and they're going up against each other. And I feel like in this conference, in the SWAC specifically, we have to start looking towards the title game. And I feel this way because I know, fam, you only clinched six days ago last week, right? Just on Saturday. It hasn't even been a full week yet. But since they've clinched, it kind of feels like everybody in the East – okay man like i see what you're doing bama state and you're good i don't have this thought process but like you're you're good but you're not making it to the championship game so we're gonna turn our head to the west right we're gonna look at Alcorn. we're gonna look at grambling we're gonna look at southern we're gonna look at prairie view because though you might be better than those teams you can't go nowhere your season is it's just waiting to be finished at this point but these teams are fighting for a chance to get into the SWAT championship. But who is it going to be? Yes, fam, you was in all, uh, a foregone conclusion. We knew who it was going to be the whole time. It just became official. But now we want to officially know who it's going to be. And that moves me into my first storyline. 
if Alcorn wins this game, I predict that they are going to be the representative for the SWAC West. And I think that they, I don't know if it happens, but Alcorn will have an opportunity to clinch the SWAC West next week if they win this game. Mind you, the big if is if they win this game. I'm not quite sure if I'm ready to say that they will win this game, but work with this hypothetical under the premise that they are victorious on Saturday. Okay, you've already beat Grambling. Now this would mean you have beaten Southern. So you've knocked out two of the competitors. But unfortunately for you, you can't clinch it right then because you've lost to Prairie View. Now this is where the clinching comes in. Prairie View has UAPB and Southern over the next two weeks. They could reasonably lose to Southern. I don't think that's a stretch of the imagination. Nothing of the sort. If Prairie View were to lose to Southern, who would be shocked? Not me. So Prairie View lose to Southern. Alcorn wins this game this week, and then they beat TSU, which should not be a shock. It would not be a shock if that happened. So I know a lot of people feel like, oh, well, Alcorn ain't going to get Jackson State. It might not matter. Jackson State versus Alcorn, yeah, it'll be a good game. Maybe you're right. Maybe Jackson State will get the Braves. But I'll tell you what. I see a very easy future in which them getting the Braves is irrelevant. I see a very easy future in which the Bayou Classic, as far as the SWAC West goes, is irrelevant. I can't, can't call it irrelevant. I, I, I can't do that, right? <laughs> it's the Bayou Classic. It'll never be irrelevant. But as far as conference, you know, implications, it ain't gonna matter. But they gotta win this week. Alcorn has to win this week in order for that to be the case. I don't have the same confidence for Southern. If Alcorn wins, I'm saying that they're going to be the team that's out there because they already have a one-game lead on Grambling. They already have a one-game lead on Prairie View. All PV has to do is lose one game the whole rest of the season. They just got to lose one game. And if Alcorn can win two and PV loses one, they beat them out. If Alcorn wins two of the games and this game is one of the two, I have a firm belief that they will be your SWAC West representatives. But you see, you hear words like firm. You hear conviction when I speak. If I started that with Southern, I wouldn't feel the same way because Southern has a gauntlet that they got to go against. When you're looking at Alcorn, at Alcorn, then you're going to go ahead and come home. You're going to let Prairie View come to your house. You're going to hope to take care of them. And then you got the Bayou Classic in New Orleans against Grambling for the final week of the season. Now, if you go 3-0, and you won. You are going to be in a SWAT championship game, and you have a rematch against the only conference Ooh, that's not true. It's not the only conference opponent who beats you. It's the only team in conference play that beats you, right? Got to make sure we do that because I've always, always feel the need to say the way we look at Southern is completely different because they're out of conference games where against Southern or excuse me, was against uh, Jackson State and then also against Alabama State. So who they chose as their conference opponents has changed the framework of how we look at them. But that being said, you have a rematch against FAMU. And you're the only team who has yet to lose to another team in the SWAC West. Grambling, Alcorn, Prairie View, they've all beat each other. So they've all lost the game in the division. Southern has not. And if they go 3-0, and there's no tiebreakers. You've beaten everybody. You only have one loss. They'll all have two or more losses, right? So PV will have three. Jackson, um, Grambling will have three. And in all corner, have two at least, depending on what happens with them in Jackson State and them in TSU. Like, like all of these things will fall in place for 
us to have clear supremacy. No more, no more uh tiebreakers. Alcorn, they could technically fall into a tiebreaker, but I didn't want to get into that, so we're not going to. But overall, you're looking at Southern, and you're looking at them having to go through every single one of the teams that they're competing with for the SWAC West title. This almost feels like the epitome of controlling your own destiny. I know what that term means, and you could do it without going against everybody, but you're going against every single one of your competitors. If you need somebody to lose, you have the opportunity to do it. Let's say something happens this week where they lose, but then eventually you can, you know, you need Prairie View to lose. Well, you can take care of Prairie View. You need Grambling to lose. You can take care of Grambling. This is the situation that they're in. This is the most important three-game stretch of their season. I said that a couple of weeks ago. That is true today. There's no three games in a row that you can tell me for the Southern Jaguars in 2023 that was or will be more important than this three-game stretch they have now. They're traveling to Alcorn. They got Prairie View coming to their house. And then the neutral site, Bayou Classic against Grambling in New Orleans, Louisiana. All my storylines add up to the SWAT championship game. It's about the route you get there. And then if you're victorious, what it means for your chances to get there. But both of those things are important, but not as important as our key to victory. So we'll get into that as we continue with Locked on HBCU and see what is needed for Southern to win or for Alcorn to win. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, and Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. It's really simplistic, honestly. But one thing I do like is that they have something new, something special, and it's called the Specials League. And you can have combinations between basketball and football. For example, if you have Travis Kelsey and LeBron James, you can have receptions plus three points made. Is it 10 and a half? So if Kelsey were to get 11 um, completions or 11 receptions, he would have beaten that by himself. But maybe he gets eight receptions and then LeBron gets four three-pointers and now you've won that so that's kind of the fun thing where you can mesh together these two sports or you can just keep it in one sport you can do receptions for one player fumbles for another interceptions uh, passing yards you can do all those things and you just pick more or less for every single one specials if you're just doing the regular you can turn five dollars into into a hundred I've seen it done before right so go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use the code locked on college to get a hundred deposit or your, your first deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. As we're wrapping up today's episode of Locked on HBCU, I appreciate you for making this your first listen of the day every day making it all the way to segment three and i thank you two times for that thank you thank you and we looked at the importance of this game but if you're southern what do you need to do to win if you're all corn what do you need to do to win and i'll start off with the braves for me you got to protect that front line and i've looked at ties brown i've looked at kelby givens and i told you how important they are i mentioned them in the first segment they were our second storyline so these two players along the defensive line are extremely important, extremely beneficial to what Southern does well, and that's penetrate your offensive line. Simple and plain. That's what they're going to do extremely well. When you look at them, get into the backfield, they're going to disrupt your, your, uh, your running game. 
Get into the backfield, you can't pass. See, I've said it before, a defensive line, and I'll say it a million times, a defensive line can completely change the complexion of a game. I don't care what else is going on. If your trenches are not solid, you will lose. It doesn't matter how good your, your skill players are. That becomes irrelevant because they become diminished because you can't get the ball to them because they can't operate in space. Look, man, I everybody ain't Barry Sanders. Everybody is not Barry Sanders. So this is my thing about specifically in the passing game because I like Aaron Allen for Alcorn, and I like those two receivers that they got, Rodgers and Hunt. I do. If you can give them time, I think they can make some things happen. It'll be difficult, but I think they can make some things happen. So that's why I'm looking at protecting that front line for Alcorn as their key to victory because you're going to need to establish some sort of run, and you're going to need to be able to pass the ball for sure. So that's what I need out of Alcorn if they want to come up victorious. Now, what about for Southern? Because if they want to win, they need something completely different, and they need to establish the run. When I'm looking at strengths and weaknesses of this team, I don't love the passing game. I know that Blood is technically the third leading uh, passer in yards per game in the conference. I know that he had a couple of or multiple 200-yard games, but I just I've never really loved it. I've never watched it and been like, yeah, that's never clicked for me. So because of that, I think you do need to establish the run. But it's not just blood. It's not. Let me not say because of that. Because it's not just blood. It's not just him. It's also because of who he's going against. It's also because of who he's got on his side. You have no stud wide receiver that I've seen. And you're going against a really good pass defense. So no stud wide receiver. I don't think you got a stud quarterback and a solid pass defense. What does that say to you? Run the freaking ball. Run the ball. Right? You ever seen that meme of, I think, it was a, I think it was a Broncos game. I'm pretty sure it was a Broncos game. On Thursday Night Football last year where Richard Sherman was like, run the ball. Run the ball. And he just kept saying it almost looked like he just tweaked out. And he was like, run the ball. That's what you need to do. You need to have your offensive coordinator going and saying, run the ball. If they're not doing it, then I need, uh, I need Coach Dooley to be like Richard Sherman and telling him to run the football. That's what I need to see. So overall, the reason I say this is because you don't have a strength against the pass, in my opinion. In the same way that Alcorn has had an interception in all but two games, you're looking at Harold Blood, who has thrown an interception in all but two games. Like the strengths of Alcorn versus some of the things that Grambling or Southern, excuse me, I don't mean no disrespect. I know how, I know how Southern we get now. I don't mean no disrespect. But no, in seriousness, you look at some of the things that Alcorn does really well, which is take the ball away and stop the pass. Why would you want to do that? Lean in the rhymes. Lean into what he's been doing well over the last two weeks. Give him more than 10 carries. You got He might need to be 15-plus this week. But you got to establish the run. At the worst, establish the run to be able to open up some things for the past, some of the RPOs. You get better RPO success when you establish the run. When you do that really well, you can get people to bite. If you're not running the ball well, the linebackers are, least like, are less likely to come up to play the run, which means those routes over the middle – in the RPO, aren't going to be as open. So it's just that simple. But overall, that's the keys to victory. We'll see if it happens. And I appreciate you for tuning in, making this your first listen of the day, every day. And remember, tomorrow, or excuse me, on Monday, we'll be back and we'll be breaking down this game and the outcome of it and the impacts of it because I think this is going to be an important matchup, especially with Grambling facing Alabama State this week too. Oh, my gosh, the Swack West is going to have so many turns in this week. But until the next time that we hear each other, family, take care. Stay blessed.
Peace.